This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. To have this opportunity to feel amazing and be able to to do that just means so much to them and so much to me. And maybe one day down the track, they'll come back and and they will do a full empowerment shoot. But being able to offer them um, the chance to be a part of this magazine as well and empower the next woman with their story is really cool. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. This week, my guest on The Portrait System is Kirsty Halliday. Kirsty is a photographer in New Zealand, and something she infuses into her brand consistently is empowerment. Kirsty not only focuses her marketing around self-love and healing and empowerment, but she also does a campaign every year called This Is Me. Kirsty tells us about how this campaign is so rewarding to her, not only personally, but also how it helps to bring in clients for full photo shoots. Another thing we talk about is how Kirsty changed her pricing structure and went from being totally burned out to making a great sales average more efficiently. Okay, let's get started with Kirsty Halliday. Hey, Kirsty, welcome to the Portrait System. How are you? Morning. I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm wonderful. You said morning. Here it's 3 p.m. What time is it there? Uh, 7 a.m. <laughs> oh, 7 a.m. Oh, I'm sorry I made you get up so early. Oh, no, I'm used to it. <laughs> okay. 
I always feel badly for our international guests that they have to deal with our time zone. <laughs> oh, it's all good. At least it's not like 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> well, one recent interview I did, it was 3 in the morning, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. Oh gosh. I wouldn't be able to think <laughs> at that time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Well, tell everyone where you are calling in from and kind of what your town is like as far as population, you know, if it's a big town, small town, that sort of thing. So we're considered Northland, which is the northern point of New Zealand, but our closest our little township is Whangarei. It's not massive. We're um, kind of like all these little mini suburbs along the the northern point of New Zealand. Yeah, we, we're all quite small farming towns or beach towns, uh, so it's quite cool. Yeah, awesome. So I, I was reading your about page on your website, and you mentioned something about falling in love with photography when you were young with your mom's film camera. Will you tell yes. us a little bit about that? Um, her OM10. <laughs> I've actually got it tattered on my arm now. Oh, cool. So my mum is an artist and a creative soul, and she um, grew up wanting to do interior design and um, tutoring art, and photography was one of her subjects that she had to take at uni as well. Obviously a lot different now, but um, she had this film camera, and when I got my hands on it, I was allowed to run through a roll of film, so that's where my kind of passion came from just snapping away and yeah learning learning about everything to do with photography I guess or the um, creative eye and everything. Was photography the first thing you ever did as a career or did you kind of like go elsewhere and come back to it? Yeah no I've always um, had a a passion for photography and it did start off as a hobby but I worked in healthcare for quite a while and when I was really young I worked in um, hospitality as most of us do and in health yeah (laughs) (laughs) many years everyone's done a bar or a cafe (laughs) yeah yeah and then I started to kind of get really it was healthcare was really taxing and um, although I loved helping people I just felt it wasn't really feeding my soul and so I made the decision to go full time with my photography and it was scary, but I did it yeah. <laughs> and I opened a studio and yeah, just haven't looked back now. I just, every day I love what I do. There's not a day that I wake up and go, oh, I've got to go to work. So that's yeah, awesome. Stoked. How long have you been doing this then as a full-time photographer? Uh, full-time a couple of years now part-time I would say in New Zealand since 2017 and then a couple of years in Australia as well oh wow but yeah full just full-time would be a couple of years now yeah yeah that's great now tell us like when you first started your photography career or whatever did you know a lot about business and how to run a business and you know all the things that come along with being an entrepreneur some things. So when I was in healthcare, one of the things I was doing was managing and running a physiotherapy clinic. And that's kind of where I learned how to do all the accounting side of things and reconciliation and what it was to run a business because we were quite a small physio practice and the boss was amazing and, and very good at kind of being quite open with the processes of a business. And from there, I went into another role where I was a manager and and dealing with payroll and accounts and things. So I kind of had an insight into how things worked, but it's a whole lot different when it's your own business and 
you've got to have that balance of, okay, how much money do I have to spend and put into the business to make money back and kind of breaking through that fear of, you know, okay, no, I do have to invest quite a lot to be able to come away with a profit. Right, right, right. That pricing calculator on the website, on the portrait system website, have you ever used it? No, I haven't. Oh my God. It is so eye-opening, Kirsty. It's like, okay, so I really do need to charge this much. Like it takes the emotion, it takes the emotion out of it and the fear, well, maybe it doesn't take the fear out of it, but it takes the kind of like, I don't know if I can charge that much to like, okay, I need to charge that much if I'm going to survive this and like make it my career. It's very eye-opening. Uh, definitely. And I've, I've gone back and forth and, and played around with my pricing a lot over the years. And especially since opening a studio, I started off with a different pricing structure. And then after a year of being in the studio, I went, okay, that's not working. What can we do to gain some time back, but also be making sure that I'm making a profit? Um, so we came up with a new pricing structure, which is working really well now. Awesome. Awesome. I want to hear about that in a minute. We'll, we'll get to pricing, but something else you said is like, even if you have a good business sense and you understand like the fundamentals of business, sometimes applying it like, okay, for example, like I was a school social worker and I was responsible for writing behavior plans for kids. I helped teachers and parents, you know, really structure like how to respond to certain behaviors and social skills and all that. And then it's so funny because like with my kids, it's like everything just went completely out the window. It's like, I'm, <laughs> I, it's like I forgot everything that I knew about child development and behavior when it's my own kids. And I'm like, yes, you know, it's yeah. just funny when you go to apply it to your own life. Like you could teach other people and tell other people what to do, but as soon as you have to do it yourself, it's like, oh my gosh. And I feel like it can be like that too when it comes to business and just you know, things in general. It's like when you have to apply it to yourself, it becomes scary and hard and you forget everything. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh, definitely. I think because when it becomes personal, the emotions attached to it. Whereas when we're dealing with somebody else's business or somebody else's kids, it's easier to take the emotion out of it and just be able to put your skills forward. Whereas when the emotions attached to it, there's a whole nother factor trying to breakthrough so especially with your business and your pricing you do have that emotional factor in there and, and you know this is your business and mm-hmm. you know it's quite hard to to take that emotion out and be like no I've got to be very you know strict and this is what my my business needs to earn to make this money and because mm-hmm. it's hard especially when you're doing it for the love of helping people and seeing that emotion on their face when you hand the photos over you want to be able to have all these people coming in and everyone be able to afford to pay it but at the end of the day you've got to pay bills too (laughs) yeah oh yeah for sure well and I'm sure you know this like that is a lot of what Sue teaches is there's so much self-value infused into everything that she does and I think that's why gosh we end up talking about that so much on this podcast because like you said there is there is this sort of emotion attached to when we're building and creating and charging money for what we do. It it really is all infused. And it's interesting to see, because it it seems like what you do with your business is so much empowerment. Like Sue is always empowering us. And it seems like you have taken so much of your own, like way that you empower women and infuse that into your business. Yeah, no, I love, 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 love what I do. (laughs) Um, 
And each year we run a campaign called the This Is Me campaign and we create a magazine at the end of the year. I'm literally a couple of days away from printing this year's magazine. And it gives the ladies an opportunity to do an empowerment shoot with us without having to purchase images if they don't want to because it is just a very small fee just to cover hair and makeup and a bit of my time so that I can get those ladies through that really need need the shoot for them maybe that's been that they've been through domestic or sexual violence or abuse and they want to claim their bodies back but they just can't financially afford to you know spend a big amount investing in themselves but to have this opportunity to feel amazing and be able to to do that just means so much to them and so much to me and maybe one day down the track they'll come back and and they will do a full empowerment shoot but being able to offer them um, the chance to be a part of this magazine as well and empower the next woman with their story is really cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about that because I know sometimes campaigns can be a really important piece to the marketing that photographers do. So I'm curious, how does how your campaign works altogether? I know you said you charge a small fee and you do a magazine, but maybe you could kind of walk us through what that looks like. Sure. So... Each year in our off-peak season, so when it starts to kind of quiet down, which for us is usually about May to September, which is the opposite for you guys over there in summer, I'm guessing, (laughs) that's when I start to promote the campaign. And it's basically, uh, we we just put it out there, it's a $199 fee, be a part of this magazine, share your story. In, In your words is strength, being able to share what you've been through verbally or writing it down is it's part of the healing process so we really push that in the campaign to kind of reach this demographic of women that aren't being seen or heard and oh, it's just amazing to see these ladies walk out of the studio after a session with their head held high knowing that they've just done something for themselves and word of mouth is huge in this because every um, person that comes in and feels amazing will go out and tell more people. It's that feeling. And to be able to look at their photos and feel amazing rather than just go, oh, that's a nice photo. That's what really matters because you'll never forget how someone or something made you feel. And so the campaign, although we do a lot of marketing on um, our social media platforms for it, um, as well as the magazine from the year prior speaks as well because that's distributed around local businesses. Yeah, it kind of... It brings in ladies just by everyone talking because we know ladies can talk. I talk a lot. <laughs> we sit down with a coffee with our girlfriends and we, we seem to, to chat a lot about things. So, yeah, it's it's amazing to see all these ladies coming through and to the point now that we're getting people going, oh, is your campaign still running? I'm like, oh, sorry, it's finished for this year, but please do come back next year. And, yeah, it's it's. Awesome. This year as well, we're um, putting the magazine, we're printing extra and we're putting them up on my website for sale and all profits are going to the Women's Refuge here in New Zealand. Wow. Very cool. So I I know you said people know about it and they ask about it and that sort of thing, but what is your marketing marketing strategy for getting it out there? Do you do Facebook ads? Are you, you know, like, tell us about that. So... We do Facebook ads, um, pop it in the local, like, buy, sell, swap. I don't know what you call it over there, Craigslist or something. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Um, yep. Well, uh, I don't know if it would be 
Craigslist. So explain a little bit more what so it's like um, we've got a page, a local page here called Grapevine, which is like all the things that are going on in the community. Um, there's also buy sell pages, so you know things that you're selling or oh, okay. you want to purchase. So yeah, I guess that could be Craigslist. Yeah, kind okay. of put it all over wherever we can to reach out to ladies. But I also run a private Facebook group, which we called Kirsty Joy's Empowerment Lounge. And this is a private group of ladies. So you have to be accepted into it. No men allowed in there. It's just ladies, empowering ladies. And it gives them a safe space to talk about anything that's going on, as well as share their photos from their session. Because a lot of the time, especially if they're, you know, quite, uh, shy or timid and, and learning to love their bodies and they're still in that process. They don't want to go popping their photos on their main mm-hmm. Facebook page and showing the world. Um, so this little private group gives them somewhere safe to share their their photos and get this feedback from these other amazing women who are thinking of doing it or are doing it. And I guess the ladies in the group as well seeing um, someone else's photos kind of it keeps planting that seed of maybe I will do it. (laughs) Right, sure. So we've got that as well. And also, I guess, being a small town, it kind of works in our favor that, um, yeah, good word of mouth makes its way around pretty quick. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so, I mean, it sounds like so much of this experience is directed towards empowerment, for sure, for them. And, you know, getting people in the door and allowing them, you know, having a safe space for people to share the photos at the same time, like I, I, I love that and I love, you know, the like feel good part of our business and the important work that we do when it comes with to the portraits that we take. How does this translate though into like making a living and, and charging and that sort of thing? Because I can hear people out there saying, but okay, how do I make money and how do I, how do I make this happen? Because I, I did hear you say you do this and then you also do the full, like a full portrait experience. So maybe you yes. could tell us, you know, how does this translate to money so with the this is me campaign it's a bit different so we just charge that session fee um then they will get an unedited gallery with a couple of edited photos to to see how the editing process looks and they can go in and purchase per image that they'd like or an album um we do an online gallery for them and follow up because i found Uh, especially with like COVID over the last few years, it's a lot easier for somebody to have a link to their gallery, which is a full shop and go on at midnight because that's when they're sitting in bed and the kids are asleep. And, you know, that's when they get a chance to actually really look at their photos rather than trying to get them back into the studio. And like myself, I know when somebody's trying to sell me something and it's just me and them, I feel quite intimidated. Um, Mm -hmm. So being able to do it online and just follow them up, I guess it's trying to get the images to speak for themselves. But that's kind of the way that this is me campaign side of it works. Whereas the normal empowerment shoots, we tailored it to three main packages. So we noticed over the last year, the the products that were being purchased the most were albums because it's a tangible item that you can take wherever you go. It's something that's going to be with you for life. And it also makes a really nice gift if you're giving it to some one of your loved ones. So we tailored a couple of different packages. So now our minimum charge is $1,000 to get you in the door. And that is hair and makeup, the session, and the minimum package at 1000 includes 10 
beauty edited images. Same process that they get their unedited gallery, they go through and choose the photos they'd like edited, keeping in mind what they want to purchase or what they've pre-purchased. And then we go ahead and edit it. It cuts down our turnaround time so we can get the images to them faster. And it also means that they're going to love each and every image that they choose rather than me editing a gallery for them. And our biggest package is 1900 So it's, yeah, it just means that I know exactly what income is coming and when at a minimum rather than having it as a guessing game on just the session fee and not knowing if they're going to actually purchase anything. Right. So they're prepaying then for their packages? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, at a minimum $1,000. And yeah, that that's a prepaid digital package. Um, but they can add on items in their gallery. It acts as a full shop. So they can go on and add extra things if they want to. And a lot of the time, the ones that do purchase the minimum package go in and upgrade or buy more products to add to that. Okay. Very cool. Now, now you had said before that you had started one way and you didn't feel like pricing wise and you didn't feel like it was necessarily working out the way that you'd hoped, but then you switched to this, yes, this structure. Yeah. So can you tell us, you know, how that all went? Of course. Um, so I guess opening a studio, I was fumbling around a bit and trying to figure out pricing and, and just letting people know that I was there. And so keeping my prices quite low to start with meant that I'd get more people in the door and hopefully, you know, that slowly turns into more referrals and whatnot. But I was burning out. I was working such long hours, putting the kids to bed, back onto the laptop until midnight every night. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. So I kind of sat there with my thoughts thinking, how, how do I get my time back without decreasing how many sessions I'm, t- I'm doing a week? Um, and at the time I was just charging a session fee, which included a small print credit. So they were like prepaying a hundred dollars or something to kind of prompt them to purchase at least an image, if not more. But I was spending all this time editing a full gallery, sending it through to them, not knowing if they were going to purchase anything. Sometimes they didn't. And it would just be crickets on the other end of the emails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, I've just, you know, spent two, three days editing this gallery. And and that was time I could have spent with my children. And I've made no money out of it. And and you were not doing, I just want to clarify, you were not doing in-person selling. You were sending no. the gallery. Online. And then waiting. Yep. Yes. Okay, gotcha. But when they come into the studio, all the products are there while they're getting hair and makeup to, you know, touch and feel and look at. And majority of them were purchasing things, but it was so all over the place. Like it could it could be that they spent 100 or 1200 and there was no consistency. I didn't know what my average sale was each week. It was, I was on my way to a burnout. So I figured out that I could gain time back by loading that unedited gallery and just editing one or two sneak peeks and going, okay, you choose the photos you want. Here's the shop and the pricing. Keep that in mind when you're choosing your favorites. And that took it down to, you know, turning it around that day because it might be that they're like, oh, yeah, no, I loved that album that I saw in your studio. Can I have 20 images in it here? Here's my 20 favorite. And I would 
edit the 20 that night and send it back through rather than editing, you know, 70, 80 photos. Right, right. (laughs) Um, So that's the time factor. I got my time back, which is really important, especially at the moment because my eldest son is going through some troubles with his, he's got ASD and ADHD and Uh, he needed me around. And that just, yeah, it was so valuable. You know, time is money um, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And it meant I could be more present for more clients too. I wasn't stressed. I wasn't, you know, hadn't had sleep that night. And so, you know, it, it affects your vibe in the studio when you're tired or down or stressed. But on a money side of things, I figured, you know, I've I've got to just do it. I've I've got to make a minimum package, and I worked out my cost of business and went, okay, thousand dollars. That's that's what I want it to be. I've I'm just gonna do it. Then I know exactly what's coming in at a minimum and when. Anything extra that's purchased on top of that is fantastic. That's profit. So yeah, did that and and was a bit scared for the first two weeks when no bookings came through (laughs) and then they just started rolling in. And yeah, at the end of the day, if someone wants something bad enough or you're unique enough, people will find a way to make it work. And yeah, it's, it's working now. I have more time and I am making a good profit. Now I'd like to believe that bookings just roll in. <laughs> but we both know that is not necessarily the case. And of course, like I'm kind of glad you brought that up where it's like uh sometimes it when you're making a transition into different, you know, different pricing structure or whatever, it can be scary and, you know, sometimes there might be crickets for a little while, but like what exactly were you doing to get those bookings to start rolling in? Do you remember? I sent out a few like emails, um, but also promoting that pricing was changing and, you know, quickly book in um, and certain discounts on galleries that were already up as well. And just kind of letting people know without telling them exactly what it was changing to. Um, It just kind of kept the marketing there. But I feel that I'd made enough of a name for myself at that point when I decided to change it that people just went, ah, okay, that's the price, sweet. But also trying to tell them, you know, these packages are the same as what the pricing was beforehand for products. It's just that it's all inclusive now. So it's, yeah, you're just prepaying what you know you want and will love. Right, right. Okay, that makes sense. So it almost seems like too. Well, I want. I was going to say your structure change, but you're still just sending the galleries. They're just paying ahead of time, and then they just have. It's up to them if they're going to choose their photos. Like you don't have to chase them to get paid. You're most more so might need to chase them to choose their photos. Yes, at the I okay. find at the moment I'm more chasing them to like they'll choose their favorites real quick, and then I turn them around and edit them, and then sending their album proof through to their minutes, chasing them up to be like, okay, what what color cover do you want on your album? Like, let's get this, <laughs> let's get this off to the print. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm just so much happier in myself now having time back, which is, yeah, I can't put yeah. a price on that. It's huge. It's huge having that time back. Oh my gosh. There's something about being efficient, whatever system works for you, but like being efficient. Because I I used to do in-person selling actual in-person, 
which mm-hmm. meant driving somewhere usually to my studio before I had a studio was driving to their home. And a lot of people do that and it works really great. But you know, you said you have a son and I have two kids and not that you need to have kids in order to like totally value your time. That's not what I'm saying at all. But there was a shift in me that wanted to not have all of that extra time spent doing the photo viewing, but also still wanted to do it in person. And so that's why I started doing them. I was doing them on Skype, but then the world switched to Zoom. So I switched to Zoom. (laughs) But I was doing that a couple of years before the pandemic started and all of that. And for me, it, it, it gave me some time back but I could still have a good connection with the client and make sure I'm selling and that sort of thing. And yeah, so it's like, yeah, we all have our own ways of being efficient, I guess. I think my kind of planting that seed is mainly in that session when they're having hair and makeup done, because we have an hour of me talking to them while they're getting hair and makeup done. And so that's where I usually, you know, start showing products and talking to them about the aesthetic that they're wanting to go for. And, that kind of is my marketing time as well. And then they've seen and they've touched and and then they know when they do get that online gallery in that shop what those products actually look like. There are photos in the shop as well um, of all the products, but it does help having that tangible item in your hands, I think, and knowing exactly the quality that you're going to get. Absolutely. And then, okay, so let's back up a little bit with your pricing, because I know you said you have the packages and the minimum is basically a thousand coming Mm -hmm. in. Tell us what does that include? Is that including the session fees and including print products? Like, yep. So the thousand dollar one is um, hair and makeup, uh, the session, then they get their unedited gallery with a couple of sneak peeks in there as well. And 10 beauty retouched photos. The next package up for 1500 includes a album in there and it's 16 edited images digitals with the album so that first package that thousand dollar one is is digital product then it starts to get into the the hard products so the the albums the frames everything like that and do you include those in your bigger packages or those are all things that you just a la carte? So there, yeah, so each package, um, so the first package is digital and then the next two packages up are um, product packages. So mix of digital and product, but they're also okay, available gotcha. a la carte as well. So if I get a lot of ladies purchasing the digital package and then going, actually, I want an album too. <laughs> um, right. So then they go in and, and upgrade their package or purchase an album. Okay, cool. And and do you have an average that you're selling at this point? I know you said you wanted your middle package to be your average price or average sale that you needed, which is really smart. It's a really great way to look at it because it seems like law of averages, people are going to purchase the middle middle package. Yeah. So at the moment, the average sale is sitting around 1200 which, which is great. isn't, yeah, it's fantastic. It's enough to make sure I've got a wage and that all my overheads are covered and yeah you don't want like I found prior to that I was almost working just to cover my overheads rather uh, than yeah. being able to make a profit too so right yeah now I'm making a profit and an amazing thing like I noticed opening a studio is within the first year I doubled my income wow and I think it's because when you have that mindset of, oh, my gosh, I've got all these overheads, you hustle. Because uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> you're like, no one's going to pay these bills for me. <laughs> I've got to do it. 
And I think your mindset changes on that too because it's a massive responsibility um, and you don't have a, a choice to to charge, you know, next to nothing. You've, you've got to make the money. You've got to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. There is something there is something about that, like the need to, like you said, need to hustle that all of a sudden makes us do it. Although I do have to say sometimes we get in a position, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I, I personally have when I was like, there was like this scarcity mentality when I, especially when I was switching from weddings over to, to portraits and personal branding and that sort of thing. Because it was like with weddings, you scheduled out so far in advance and I was getting 50% of the money as a retainer and then I yeah. would get 50%. And then when I didn't have that and the, like, you know, with, with portraits, you just, you're not usually booking out a year in advance. I mean, some no. people do, but <laughs> I think it's pretty rare. So I was staring at the calendar like, oh shit, like do, do I need to drop my prices because I'm not, I'm not like booked out six months and da, 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 you know, and I had to really <laughs> get control of myself and be like, okay, this is going to be fine. It is normal. So I think there's like, I don't know. There's like a middle ground between really hustling and not going backwards with our scarcity mentality. Oh, definitely. You've and mindset's a massive thing as well. And you've just you've mm-hmm. got to yeah, you've got to know the value of what you're giving. And I think with the empowerment stuff, it's really easy to see the value there. Like these ladies' lives are changing. It's it's pretty awesome to to yeah. see. Well, will you talk a little bit more about that piece? Because I know it is just it's a huge part of your portraits and what you do. So like, how do you, what language, I guess, do you do, do you use around this, whether it's your campaign or on your website or just letting people know that this is a safe space to feel, like you said, it's so important for people to feel amazing Mm -hmm. and feel beautiful and feel strong. So how do you communicate that? I tend to, so I've, I've done studies in psychology as well. So um, I try and combine the love of the two photography and psychology to really kind of connect with my clients and give them this this safe environment and a lot of the wording we use around that in our marketing is you know find your confidence and your resilience and um, claim yourself back and let's find your true self and self-love um, so all those beautiful empowerment words um, that make you go, oh, yes, you know, I want mm-hmm. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, like confidence is a huge one because so many people aren't confident, especially when it comes to the camera. They're like, oh, no, gosh, I couldn't I couldn't look pretty in front of a uh-huh. camera. Uh-huh. And so, like, trying to just comfort them with, like, it's just you and me in the studio. We're going to pump that music. We're going to have some fun. I'm going to, don't worry, you know, you're in safe hands. I've got you. I'm going to show you all the posing. I get into all the poses for them. Um, and we're doing from portraiture right through to boudoir. And I say to them in their in their prep guide as well, like, stretch the morning off because we're going to be doing some <laughs> yoga. <laughs> um, yeah. And just knowing, like, that it's all taken care of for them. They walk in that door, they're going to get professional hair and makeup, all their posing's done for them, you know, they're fed and watered. And the whole time it's all positive words, you know, you're looking beautiful, that's amazing, oh, you're smashing this. Just, yeah, all it's all about those those words and that feeling. And, and I've got to keep a high vibe the whole time. So, to break through their their feeling of um, doubt or not being confident, you've got to 
be that for them in that session. Mm-hmm. You've got to be loud and proud and confident and it just makes them relax because if they're not, you can see that in the camera. So, yeah, I guess the marketing side of it is just really pushing like we've got you and, you know, you're, you're safe in this environment and I'm a female too and we've got each other um, and just using those power words. Yeah, yeah. And is that like when for your campaign specifically, when you're marketing your campaign, is that like the kind of language you use around that? You know, Definitely. just specifically, yeah. Yeah. So, so what do they have for your campaign? What do they have to pay just coming in? I know you said there was a little bit to cover your hair and makeup, but how does that work? Yeah, so it's just $199, so $200, um, and that covers hair and makeup and yeah, it, it doesn't doesn't really put anything in my pocket at all because, yeah, by the time you kind of factor in your, your time shooting and your time culling and putting up the gallery and stuff. So I kind of go, if, if you look at it per session, I'd say I'm losing income on doing. But as a whole, there's, yeah, definitely not. You know, you're – you're making these people feel amazing who are going to go tell somebody else who's going to come in for a full session. Mm-hmm. Um, they may purchase, you know, their whole gallery. You you just don't know. But um, it's worth giving it a shot if it means that you're going to help the next woman. And, yeah, word of mouth is, is just so powerful. But $200 gets them in the door here and make up an amazing um, experience. Would you say, like, how many people would you say – actually like come back and book a full shoot it's funny probably a quarter of them would come back again to do an empowerment session but then I get quite a few of them booking me for other things so family sessions or a year later for a maternity session so it sometimes it doesn't come back as another empowerment booking but it comes back as a different sort of portraiture booking because they still remember how you made them feel like I've had a few clients that have, have done boudoir and then maternity and then baby photos and then their wedding. <laughs> um, and so you get these referrals that just keep coming back for years, which is really cool. You've just got to kind of get them in the door and, and make them feel amazing to start with. Yeah. And, and like you said, people will talk. If you make them feel good and and they leave with that sort of just, you know, just on top of the world, they are going to talk about you. I still have clients that will say to me, like, I just don't want to go to anyone else, Nikki, because I don't I don't do shoots in Seattle anymore. And I <laughs> I have my Seattle clients like, when are you coming back? And I'm like, oh, I just don't <laughs> see myself coming back. Do you want to come to Michigan? You know? And it's like I I I am I the best photographer in the world? No. Do I do a nice job for my clients? Absolutely. Do they feel beautiful? Of course. Could they find another photographer who takes better photos? Absolutely. But I think that there's something about the way they connected with me and how I made them feel. And we talk about that a lot, like having that connection. And it's not like you have to be a super extrovert. It's not like you have to just constantly being throwing, you know, be throwing compliments at them or whatever. And if that is how you do it, like that's okay too, you know. But there is something about making people feel comfortable, safe, trusted. You know, I'm sorry, that they feel towards you, that they can trust you, that they feel safe with you, that they know that you're confident in what you're doing. Like you said, with posing, like you said, that that's really important to you. It's, you know, taking through them, them through all of the poses and it is so important. And I'm so glad that 
you know, that's part of what you do. And I bet you that's why you have so many clients. Yeah, posing is something that puts people off from booking a photographer because they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Whether it be an engagement session, you know, portraiture, even weddings. But yeah, just reassuring them like, no, no, I've, you know, I've got you, I'll show you. They're like, oh, well, that's all right then. Um, but I guess the trusting side of it as well, like um, when my clients are in the studio, I always say to them, you know, if there's a, a position or pose or anything that you don't feel comfortable doing or can't do because maybe you've, you know, got a bad back or something, just speak up. You know, I, it's a very open area we can you know say yes no and I'll just move on to the the next thing with you and also ladies who have been through abuse as well like if I'm wanting to like adjust their hair or their bra strap or something I always start with do you mind if I do this are you okay if I touch your face and and move your hair just to make sure that you know they know I'm I'm there as a um, a safe environment loving person you know it just gives them that reassurance because you don't know um, until they start to talk about it what their journey is to get to that point of being in front of your camera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, there really is just something something there when you can make someone feel good. And You know, I would guess most people aren't very comfortable in, fr- in front of a camera. So if we can assure them that it's going to be okay and that we're going to tell them what to do and help them through it. And if we can use that language in our marketing, I talk about this all the time, like in my course and everything, like if we can use specific language around how we're going to take care of them, I'm like, I'll specifically say if, if, if a client's like, I'm so nervous, I'm like Jenny or Julie or whoever it is. I'm like, I am going to take great care of you. I promise. And they're like, Oh, that makes me feel so much better. (laughs) You know, it's like, yes. Oh, Definitely. I always say you're in good hands, you know, we've, it's all good. We've got you, you know, and it, it is that reassurance. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the type of products you use. Cause I know you're in New Zealand and I know sometimes for our international uh, members of the portrait system and just photographers who are international, they don't always have access to the same products that we do in the States and even in Canada. I always feel bad. People are like, but we can't get that here. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about, I know you said you do albums and that sort of thing, but you know, for your, for your specific clients, what do you offer? Yeah. So albums are a huge thing and they're always a, a good hardy product to sell. Um, but other than that, the main products that clients tend to move towards are frames and we offer these amazing frames by Queensberry and they're, you can choose to have glass in them or they do an acrylic, which is fantastic. If you've got a family of young kids and you want to put these photos up on the wall, maybe you're putting you know a couple of them up there and it's the hallway that kids run down and smash into the walls and you're worried about them falling off the wall and smashing. The acrylic is just amazing. It's lightweight. It means that um, it's very durable. If it does fall That's off awesome. the wall, it's not going to mm-hmm. smash or hurt anybody. So we do sell a lot of frames, especially for family photo shoots. But um, quite often if, uh, we've sold um, them for boudoir because the ladies are like, no, I want to have a photo in my room of myself. And I can wake up every morning and look at her and go, damn, she's badass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, frames are a hot product as well. Um, 
frames, albums, and um, I guess like the digital package. But we do offer fine art prints as well, which are really good if you're sending them to somebody, like as a client sending them to, you know, your grandparents or something, and you don't want to be sending, you know, big frames or anything, or it's a you want to go for a kind of a cheaper option of giving them a photographic gift. Um, so we do fine art prints as well, which is um, really cool. They're not as popular as the frames, but they do sell, and it is for those kind of unique moments where it's being sent somewhere. Yeah, we've got matted images as well, so like the folio box sort of thing. But I found when I first started offering the the matted prints or the folio boxes they just weren't that popular because people would look at them and go okay well what do I do with these you know it does it didn't seem like something you could just pick up and kind of flick through so that's yeah where the albums kind of help in that way um so we we made it quite simple and, and just brought it down to some really good selling um products but I do say in the shop and in the email when the link gets sent if if there's something you're after that's not in there, just reach out because I'm sure, you know, we can source it for you. So just put uh, metal prints on there as well because somebody was after like a metal or aluminium print. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty good uh, selection over here in New Zealand if you can source it if it's, you know, something your client does want. But it is also good to kind of keep the options to just those real popular products because you don't want your client getting overwhelmed. Either. Totally, totally. E- yeah, it, definitely. Keeping clients so that they're not overwhelmed is super important. You know, the other thing I wanted to ask about too is, and we don't talk about this a lot on the podcast, I think I need to start asking about this more, is how do you package? Like, how do you package these products and get them to your clients? I remember this was like overwhelming for me yeah. <laughs> to do like the packaging and everything. And so I'm curious how you do it. So a lot of my clients will come back into the studio um, and pick up their items because they are quite local. But if they are just picking them up, then we just wrap them in tissue paper and then we have our personalized ribbons that go around it with the business name on it. Um, So everything gets wrapped up in a ribbon. It just kind of adds that kind of feel that it is a gift being given to them that they get to open and it's, you know, like a kid on Christmas when you get your products. (laughs) Um, So just, yeah, it's quite simple um, but effective and it's not costly with the packaging. Whereas if I'm sending it off somewhere, um, we do the same wrapping it up in um, tissue paper or the albums go into a little, um, like a little tote bag as well. So they've got that extra protection and then we just um, wrap them up with the ribbon and bubble wrap pop them in a box and send them off. Awesome. Very cool. I love that. Well, I just think it's really cool what you're doing. And and again, like as far as what you're doing, as far as like infusing the whole empowerment piece into your business, because it seems like you have done so well with it and you're really successful with it. And I mean, clearly you're a full-time photographer doing it, making a $1,200 average, which is amazing. So yeah, Thanks. very cool. Yeah, no, it's very, very cool. A good leap into full-time. Scary but with it. <laughs> I know. I know. Totally. Totally. And you said, I know you said you have your son. How many kids do you have? Two boys. So a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. Oh, nice. I have two boys too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a boy household here. Yeah, we've got same. 
my husband, the two boys, and then all of our animals are boys. I feel oh like God. we need a little bit more estrogen in the house. <laughs> That's funny. I have a girl dog, but she looks like a bearded man. So um, love it. But now, like compared to where you were at before, when you know when pricing wasn't working out, and now and that sort of thing, and like, do you do you feel a sense of where you're not burning out, and you're just not? burning the candle at, at one end anymore. I know you said you, you feel better, but is it like a, a huge difference? Oh, massive. It's, yeah. yeah. I yeah. When I was burning out, I put my studies on hold as well because I was like, I just can't do this. It's just, I'm, yeah, shattered. And yeah, now I'm starting studying again. I've got time for the kids. I'm not on my laptop every night when I come home from work. Um, I've got so much more flexibility. Obviously that changes when it comes to summer and we've got school holidays over here as well as weddings and things. But I outsource my editing for a lot of my weddings now and then they they use my presets that I've created um, and then they come back and I do the final touches. And that's another way I get my time back and I get my summer back because you don't want to be spending every day working when it's beautiful and sunny outside and you want to be at the beach. Like the beach here is just five minutes down the road. So yeah, you gotta, gotta find that balance. And I, I can, yeah, see the sun through the clouds now, which is awesome. Yeah. Totally. Well, and the reason I just wanted to re-emphasize that is because I know there are people out there who do feel burned out. And it's like, okay, if you're burned out, you've got to make some changes. Oh, and definitely. And you've got to make some changes. You have to be charging industry standard and you you have to be okay with it <laughs> because otherwise it's you're not going to survive, you know? And I think you've really, like, if you are feeling burnt out and you are getting to that point, you've not only got to look at your pricing, but you've got to look at where you can save time. What can you do different to gain that time back? Because in doing so, your gain, you know, time is is money. You're going to have more time to, you know, maybe it's fit a couple more clients in or spend some more time with your family. But yeah, you've got to look at everything as a whole that, you know, your pricing as well as your processes and really kind of sit down and, and figure out what's what's going to work best and, and what's important. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for sharing everything. I really appreciate it, Kirsty. I do, though, have a couple other questions that I always mm-hmm. ask at the end of each episode. And the first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Oh, if it's a wedding, I would say my leather holster. It saves mm. my neck and my back so What's much. What's it called? It's a leather holster, so it, it makes you look a bit like Lara Croft. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. But is it like um a, around your waist or around your like? Does it have? I'm just for people out there who are gonna go. What's it called? Yeah, cool. Um, it's uh shaped like an I guess an infinity circle, and it, you put your arms through it, and it, it crosses over on your back, and just links around your arms, and your cameras sit at either side of you. Um, so it's taking the weight off your neck and um your back and dispersing it evenly. Okay, cool. And does it does it have a name or a brand or is it just something? Oh, no. Every uh, They're made by so many different um, companies now. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. They're, oh, Very cool. It's a lifesaver because you've got, you can have two bodies running at the same time. So you're not having to change between lenses. It's, it you know, saves your back and neck when you're working at, you know, 12 hour day at a wedding or something. 
can't live without for portraiture. I absolutely love my homemade uh, like V flats <laughs> that I made out of polyboards on little skateboards, and that wasn't my idea actually. Nice. That came from a friend of mine who runs a photography studio, Haley, as well. They're just amazing. Just wheel them around because we can't buy V flats here in New Zealand. They don't exist, so you right. have to make your own. <laughs> yep, yep. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? Ooh, uh, sports or with the kids. So I love training. Um, I love running. I do weightlifting. And if I'm not doing that, then it's usually kicking a ball around with the kids because my whole family is just football fiends. So <laughs> um, lots of lots of family time kicking balls around and going to the beach. Yeah, very cool. Awesome. Okay, number three is, what is your favorite inspirational quote? Oh, I wouldn't say it's an inspirational quote, but it's one that's stuck with me through all my trauma that I've been through as well. And it's, everyone wants to be happy. No one wants to be in pain, but you can't have a rainbow without a little rain. Ah, uh, yes. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> and Yeah, it just reminds you, like, everything has the polar opposites so you know you can't have light without dark you know the sun without the moon the rainbow without the rain you know everything um, makes you appreciate the other more and yeah like if you're you're stressed and you're going through um, hard times with your business just remember that that's there to help you grow and that you'll remember um, having those joyful moments you know that makes them so much more valuable knowing that you've been through the harder time as well. Awesome. And then is there anything else you want to add? Because the last question is, what would you tell people who are just getting started? Is there anything else you could think of? Um, someone just getting started, I would say, keep doing it. Don't give up. There's always going to be hurdles. There's always going to be moments where you doubt yourself and you feel like you're just going around in circles. But just believe in you. You've got to be your own cheerleader in this life. You've got to have your own back trust your instincts and take risks because that's where growth happens. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the truth? I love it. All right. Where can people find you online if they're looking for you, Kirsty? Sure. So um, on Facebook, I'm Kirsty Joy Photography. Instagram is k.joy.photo. And website is www.kirstyjoyphotography.com. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, this has been awesome. Awesome. Thank you yeah, so much. It's I'll see you online awesome. soon. <laughs> Cheers. Thank are you. you. Wait, are you going to the conference? Over in America? It, yeah. I don't know. Oh. I thought I'd throw it out there. I know it's so hard when you're so far away, but I was just curious. Oh, one day, it's on my bucket list. I would love to be over there and doing it. But um, yeah, it's just time and travel at the moment is not an option but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely yeah. it's oh, I'd, I think it would be just a phenomenal experience to, to go to one yeah awesome well hopefully we'll meet in person one day yeah definitely <laughs> that'd be cool thank you so much for listening to the portrait system podcast your five star reviews really help us to continue what we do so if you like listening would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like 
posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. 